Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Vodka Melonade. (laughs) Welcome, welcome back. I hope everybody had a great week last week. Honestly, mine got off to a rocky start on uh, Monday. I woke up as usual, dealt with the fur babies, got my clothes together, took a shower. I have a new wig that I'm rocking as of this week, so I was feeling good. It was all curled and perfected and laid I grab my keys I grab my purse I go downstairs to my car and as I'm approaching I see like a light coming from inside of my car I'm like that's not like me to leave you know like my little inside light on and I look closer and it's my glove compartment I never ever go on my glove compartment so for a split second I'm super confused but then I realize there's glass all over the inside of my car someone had busted through um, my passenger side window and rifled through my car so they'd gone through my um, glove compartment box they opened up like that center console and um, you know they just kind of rifled through like the little I don't know compartments on the sides of the door so luckily they didn't take anything obviously you know I was safe and unharmed but it was just such a violation I just felt so like disgusted and it's in my own parking garage of my building so it's like it's not like it was on the street somewhere downtown so someone I mean, I hate to think it was someone who actually lives here in the building. That would just be too wild. But it's even worse to think that someone was able to get inside of the secure garage and just be looking through cars. And and I don't even I didn't even have anything in the front seat other than like some sunglasses. I don't keep much in, you know, the glove compartment anyway. I mean, luckily they didn't touch like my registration or anything, but I mean, that could be replaced, but I don't keep money or anything in there. And um, other than that, it's like a bunch of napkins from like McDonald's. So it's like (laughs) they did all that damage for literally no reason. They didn't take anything. They didn't even take my car charger. Like that would be the most, you know, I have like some $60 pair of sunglasses in there. They could have taken that. Funny enough, I had a crock pot in my back seat. It was in a bag, though. Um, an unused new crock pot that I got for either Christmas or my birthday I can't remember but they didn't even touch the back seat so I mean it was just it was just really stressful so first thing I did was call my mom of course (laughs) to let her know um and I mean honestly like I feel stupid but I didn't really know what the first thing to do was because I mean I know I had to like call the police but it's like it's not like it was actively happening and it definitely had happened sometime in like the 12 hours before that so you know I was like okay so I let her know I text blue and I let him know and then he starts calling to make sure I'm okay and you know he starts asking me about my insurance and like what's my deductible and I'm like I don't freaking know (laughs) I don't know so you know I tell blue and my mom like I'll 
let you know what's going on. Let me call the police. So I called the police. They had me on hold forever. Um, and then when I finally got someone, she told me I had to do the report online anyway. So I went ahead and did that, submitted it. As of right now, it's actually still under review. And um, I'm just waiting for like a detective to like get back to me about it. What I want to do is um, get the camera footage from the garage because where my spot is, there's actually a camera right above pointing right at my spot. So if if it's working, and I think it is, it should have exactly what happened. I'm more interested to know if it was able to capture how the person got into the garage or at least recognize and see if it's someone who lives here. Because let it be someone who lives here. You're going to jail on my watch, okay? <laughs> you are going to jail. So um, anywho, I mind you, I still have to go to work at this point. I call them. I let them know like what's going on, that I'm going to be a little late. My mom and, you know, one of my coworkers was like, why don't you just call off? And I'm like, I just, it's not like they're just giving time away to do stuff like that. I would have to come out of my own time bank for that. I just, I just didn't want to do it. So I was trying to minimize the amount of time I had to use that day. So I, my first plan was to go ahead and just drive my car to my family's house because they are close to where I work and I was just going to leave it there and just get to work and just kind of sort it out while I was on my way um, Blue actually called me um, with someone that he's worked with on his own cars who can help fix the glass for like a lower rate and then we don't have to get a, like a ding on my insurance so he got me a really good price and um, it was arranged for the guy and his team to come to my family's house to actually service my window while it was parked there so I could just go to work and all the work got done you know while I was at work and it was just convenient for everybody so we got it taken care of as good as new but you know and I really thank Blue for taking care of that because I mean we got it done in like six hours from the time that I saw it so shout out to you Blue <laughs> um so, but I'm still a little paranoid. Like, I know it's unlikely that that would happen again. Um, you know, like someone would hit me twice because at that point it's like, okay, this is personal. Who, you know, what kind of enemies do I have, right? <laughs> but I just, the, the parking garage situation in my building is already like really annoying. People park where they're not supposed to. They block the driveways. They you know, they just do a lot of ignorant shit, <laughs> to be honest. So the fact that this happened, it's just, it's just really annoying, but I'm glad it got taken care of right away and I wasn't hurt and they didn't take anything. Um, but the fact that they didn't even take anything makes it even worse. It's like, you just did that for no flipping reason, <laughs> you know, just, ugh, just up to no good hoodlums or like a crackhead or something. Like, I don't know, but that's behind me now everybody keeps saying oh it happens it happens but that doesn't make it doesn't make me feel better you know nobody wants it to happen to them but again I was unharmed I'm okay Natasha my car is okay so I'll just move on and hopefully the detective will get back to me just so we can kind of see if there's any leads on it I guess and at least um maybe see if they got in to the garage a certain way and then management can kind of 
get on that and make sure that it's more secure because you I want to feel safe where I live you know so this week I was scrolling through TikTok as I do it's my favorite platform it's so funny informative just it's relaxing and I don't know I just love it but this week you know my timeline I was seeing a lot of um like stuff about real estate and like houses and townhomes which I love that for me because I believe in kind of like passive manifestation um you know seeing that kind of thing uh repeatedly and um you know soaking that kind of content in kind of can translate into your own life if that's what you want so um but this particular real estate it's out of state so I'm seeing a lot of homes in like Texas and uh, North and South Carolina and just like kind of that area places where it's much more affordable than California and it's just like oh just bumming me out it's like you have to be a multi-millionaire here in in LA to get something even halfway decent you know the house I grew up in it's a nice house it's um what three bedroom two bath dining room living room kitchen you know bat porch where the laundry is like it's it's a great house and I don't know what my grandparents paid for when they first got in there but it is definitely like pushing a million dollars right now so if we were all out of that house and someone wanted to buy it it would be like almost a million dollars and that's not even like a mansion or anything or something up on a hill somewhere you know what I mean so it's like the housing market is just insane but then you think about what people are getting for a fraction of the price in other areas it really makes you wonder like well makes me wonder you know do I want to settle down for good in LA it's like I can sit here and cross my fingers and toes and hope I win the lottery and I can just ball out on a big house the kind of house that I really want you know but I mean let's be realistic you know what I mean and I and I know there's probably places that are like on the outskirts of LA if you go a little further you can probably find what you want but a lot of the times you know you could probably find something affordable but then they're like fixer uppers I am not a fixer upper type of girl I see people take like houses that look a hot mess and they see a vision and they're like oh we can knock out this wall and put in these floors and you know arch this ceiling and add a floor and gut the basement and rewire the whatever like they see all this and they turn something that's like a complete wreck into a beautiful home over time and a lot of them do it like a lot of DIY and they they put a lot of work into it and I admire that but that's not me like I would love to build a home from scratch, get some property and build it from scratch so it's exactly what I want. Or I'd like to find a home that is like 80% there. Like I'm not, I don't mind, I don't mind, I wouldn't mind making tweaks here and there, but like I'm not about to be redoing floors, redoing roofs, rewiring anything. Like, I'm just trying to bring some new appliances in, you know, maybe upgrade a toilet here and there, you know, 
put some paint on the walls. Like that's pretty much all I want to have to do. Cause number one, I'm not doing all that myself and I don't want to have to come out of pocket for that. I just kind of want, uh, mostly ready to go home or, you know, I want to build something from scratch, but I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at real estate and things that are available in other states and they're like exactly the kind of vibe that I want. And they're like affordable. It's like under $500,000 for so much square footage. I mean, so many rooms, so many bathrooms. I mean, you're getting like acreage for that price. It's just, it's insane. So it really makes me wonder if LA will be somewhere I want to like really settle down in. Now, my family is here. The majority of them are here. I would hate to leave them. But when I think about, you know, settling in and raising like a family, I'm like, is LA really where I want to do that for the type of life that I want to live? It's funny, my grandma, she (laughs) told me a quote the other day that she heard growing up someone I don't know if they told her this is something she heard but it's like having champagne tastes with beer money and that's what I feel like now I don't think I have beer money okay I have like champagne tastes with wine money like like twist cap bottle wine money (laughs) I'll say that it's not quite beer but my tastes definitely outweigh my income right now so and I know there's probably different ways I can increase that income but I feel like I can increase it all I want but the the lifestyle and the the type of home that I want I feel like it's just gonna be so out of reach or I could get it and it's gonna be empty (laughs) or you know I can get it and get some furniture but it's gonna be hard to maintain because all my money went into just trying to acquire it in the first place so I want something nice but I want to be able to live comfortably so I mean may have to just do a little research and just see you know that, that may be an option I know some of my other relatives they've left California my uncle and his family, they live in Texas. They live in San Antonio. They have a beautiful home. You know, it's, it's I mean, it's practically a mansion in my eyes. It's so nice. And, um, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but I think I used to be really closed off to the idea of like living anywhere else because this is all I knew. But I'm like, if I want to have the kind of, you know, real estate that I desire, I may have to give it another thought. (laughs) So, you know, something I've realized over the years is that when you are moving on, especially with your love life, um, people will start coming out of the woodworks. And that's definitely what's been happening as of late. I'll say I've had three people resurface over the last few months since I've been dating Blue. And... I don't know. I feel like (laughs) the universe sends out some kind of a bat signal to people that you've used to deal with in the past, to men that you've dealt with in the past. And I don't know, they see that thing in the sky and they just come a running and all of a sudden they want to be your friend again. They want to get chatty and send you memes and whatever. Um, I've had one guy that I had like a little thing with. There was like a 
semi triangle weird thing that happened with his girlfriend and then he cut off you know things with me and he tried to make it work with her and then I think he got he proposed to her eventually and then they broke up and now he's with somebody else but he circled back around and you know he apologized for how he kind of left me hanging and blah 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 and how we can still be cool now and it's like I I really don't care. I don't have any ill feelings towards the guy, but I just think it's just so funny that all of a sudden, I mean, it's been like two years since I talked to him too. So this is so funny how you kind of just like circle back around now at this point, right? I don't think he has any like weird intentions, but it's just the fact that he's like representing himself in my life all of a sudden. This other guy, um, he's a former American Idol contestant um and he went pretty far but he popped back up we had a mini very short-lived thing and um I don't know he's just been messaging me for some reason and I I don't know but it's like it's inside of this blue window that this is happening like I'm not reading too much into it but it's like why now you know and then the third person is someone who likes to pop up in my life semi-regularly. Um, so I'm really not surprised that he has popped back up now. Again, I'm in such a good place. I don't have any ill feelings towards anyone. But, you know, this particular guy, I have to really work to not think about the stuff that he has done. Um, you know, I can't think about it too hard because I will want to just fly to where he is and choke him <laughs> um I don't plan on being like his best friend or anything but again I don't have any ill intentions towards him but occasionally when I see his name pop up he tries to be friendly or whatever I'm just kind of taken back a little bit to just all the bs that he put me through and like the I don't know possibly 10 years that I've dealt with him off and on um so you know since I was like 18 and I remember sometimes like when I'm getting to know people like just as friends or like I have a couple of coworkers who I'm really, really cool with. So we've, you know, we've like hung out and like swapped stories or whatever. Occasionally, you know, I'll bring up a story of like one of the things that this guy has done or, you know, what, what he's put me through. And there's like a couple of stories that stand out. So I'm pretty sure he listens to this. So if you don't want to hear about yourself, you may want to click off, but I'm going to tell a couple of stories because when I tell people, they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, putting up with that. Um, let's go to my years are jumbled. You know, I'm getting older. My twenties have completely blurred together into a blob, but sometime in my twenties, it was my birthday. I got two tickets to go to Disneyland <laughs> and I wanted you know me and him to go I, I mind you it's my birthday I got the tickets okay I got a hotel room for us to hang out in that was like near Anaheim and I set everything up myself he was just along for the ride I just wanted to hang out with him spend time with him on my birthday even though he wasn't contributing but you know, whatever. That was kind of like a theme of our relationship anyway, just him not contributing and me doing everything. So the thing that set the tone for the weekend was I pay for the hotel online 
And I remember we went to the hotel and when we checked in, I didn't realize that there was going to be like an additional, like, I don't know, two, $300 holding fee that they put on the card. Maybe it wasn't that much, but it was enough to really mess up my plans. Like I was in the hole. So we pay for the hotel and they wouldn't release that money until we checked out. But mind you, we had like a full day of Disneyland ahead of us and we needed to eat and we needed gas. Like it just really threw a curveball. Now, I don't know why I didn't think to just be like, well, let's just not do the hotel. Let's just go to Disneyland and then I'll take you home. Like, I don't know why I didn't do that, but I don't know. So all my money was tied up in the room. I think this was like in the evening. So the next day we plan to go to Disneyland. So I just remember being stressed out and him not offering any resolution. I'm pretty sure all he could focus on was like getting into the room so he could like smoke weed or something. Um, and I'm like going through my bank and seeing what I could move around and like figure out how we're going to do a Disney day on like, I don't know, nothing. <laughs> I mean, really like pennies because I'm thinking we got to pay for parking. We got to eat tonight and we still hadn't filled up the the, the gas tank. So we were going to have to get to Disneyland and then get home at some point. Right. So I'm doing all these facts and figures myself and he's just chilling like a bum. And, um, and this is just all to my recollection. Um, I don't know. We got through the night. The next day we get up, we go to Disneyland. We have no money. We're at Disneyland. You know, tickets are expensive on their own. We're at Disneyland and we have no money. So we're not drinking anything. We're not eating anything. We're getting on rides and stuff, but we're just, I mean, we're just like poor at Disneyland. And it's just such a weird thing to think about on my birthday, (laughs) walking around Disneyland and not having money, having a man who has no money with you and him being grumpy and rude and mean all day long. And, you know, I don't know. It was just like one of the worst birthdays I've ever had. I just honestly. And he was just, like I said, offering no resolution to it. But one of the worst things of that day, and I still remember it to this day, we were in line at California Adventure and we were waiting to get on the Cars ride. So that's like, you know, the ride that's themed around the movie Cars. You get in the car and you race and you go through the canyons and whatever. So, you know, towards the end of the day, we're already starving, we're hungry, we're, you know, thirsty, we're tired just from being at Disneyland anyway. So I remember being in line and I yawned and I, cause I was tired, you know, I just yawned and I remember he looked at me and he said, he was like, ugh, you're, that's, you look ugly when you make that face. Don't do that anymore. And I was like, I look ugly when I yawn. Like I didn't say anything. I just kind of internalized it. I remember feeling kind of embarrassed because, I mean, nobody looked or said anything, but I'm pretty sure people heard him say that. And I don't know what possessed him to say that, but I just remember that was like one of the major, um, I don't know, turning points between me and him because I just realized how just just how despicable he was in that moment to say that to me. It's like, you're not offering anything today. You're not bringing anything 
to my birthday. You're not helping us in this weird situation. I'm taking care of everything. You're complaining. All you want to do is smoke. You're not, you know, you're not contributing to this day at all. And you're being insulting. And what does it mean? Like who looks cute other than a baby when they yawn anyway? It was just, it was just so ridiculous. So we get on the ride anyway, you know, and in hindsight, I wish I would have just said oh hold our place in line and then just I gotta go to the bathroom and then just hop in the car and leave his ass because that's I should have done that but I didn't we pushed through I was trying to get my money's worth for the Disneyland tickets we were already there I think we you know after that I'm pretty sure that was one of the last rides we got on because I was really pissed and I think we had one more night in the hotel so we're still hungry but it's my birthday, so I think we ended up going around to different places and trying to get, like, birthday freebies to try to eat off of. It was just so ghetto and pathetic and just, like, I don't know why I put up with it. I was just, ugh, I don't know. It was, I mean, ugh, hindsight is twenty twenty. If I could go back and tell, you know, that version of myself anything, it would be, like, just get out of this now because honestly there was like a few more years after that of going back and forth with this guy and I don't know why I put up with it for so long so I guess it was all in the name of quote-unquote love so (laughs) I don't know then another thing that sticks out that I've told this story to people um at one point this guy was homeless he didn't have anywhere to the same guy the Disneyland guy this guy that I met when I was 18 and we were off and on and just you know I mean mind you it was a lot of bullshit with him but just these two stories I don't know why so he was he had nowhere to go at one point absolutely nowhere to go his family was in another state he was out here by himself he didn't have a steady job no car like he just didn't have shit you know and I cared about him so I didn't want him to be like literally on the street so I begged my family to let him stay with us for a little while and I don't remember how the conversation went with my mom and my grandma but I think they felt sorry for him in some way or they felt sorry for me I don't know but they let him stay they let him stay and he slept on the couch and I feel like he was there in my mind he was there like a week but I don't know if it could have been longer, could have been shorter. I don't know. I remember there were like a couple of days where he, my mom and myself would be like in the living room watching TV. And it was just like kind of chills, a little awkward, you know, but and at the, in, the, in the moment, I was just happy like he had somewhere to stay and I could keep an eye on him because I didn't fully trust him all the way. But anyway, um, I remember one night, like my grandma, my mom had gone to bed. He and I were in the living room watching TV. He brought up a conversation that he and I had had previously about him wanting to like sign up for some basketball league, right? And like some local league, he, he wanted to sign up for it. And I remember the conversation, but what I don't remember and what he brought up was that I supposedly offered to give him money to go play in this basketball league. I don't recall that. I don't see why I would. I probably just glossed over it and changed the subject, but I don't remember promising him money to go play in a basketball league. In my mind, I'm like, you're broke. Go get a job. 
you want to play basketball, go to Venice Beach and play with, you know, the random people for free. You don't need to be in a league. You're not that good anyway. So what do you need to be in a league for? If you can't pay for it, maybe that's just not, you know, the trajectory of your life right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he brought it up and I, I told him, I was like, I'm, I, I didn't say that and um, I'm not giving you any money for it. So he's giving me shit. We're kind of bickering back and forth about it. I'm getting pissed off. Mind you, we're in my home. I'm trying not to wake anybody. So we're like hushed, whisper arguing about it um, in my living room. And he was just being a complete asshole. So I remember um, I got up and I said, you know, forget this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. So I get up and I'm pissed off. I stomp off to my room and close my door. I get into bed and I just leave him in the living room. So I don't know, maybe 20 minutes later, I'm starting to drift off to sleep. I hear a knock on my door and it's him. He comes in, he sits on the bed and he's like, Melanie, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't like to fight with you. And I'm thinking, wow, he's really like for once being sincere, offering me some kind of an apology. Right. So he's like rubbing my back and he's like, yeah, you know. Um, I hate when you're upset. I don't want you to be mad at me. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, if I upset you. And then he takes a break and then he goes, but you really did say that you would give me the money for the basketball. I sat, I sat up, I said, get out of my room. Like, I'm surprised my mom didn't come in. Mom, if you heard this, this conversation, let me know. But I told him to get out of my room. I just couldn't believe it. Like he really came in there and tried to manipulate me with like a bullshit apology to still try to get this money. Like I just couldn't freaking believe it. So this is like the middle of the night. He leaves in a huff. He goes to my living room, gets on our couch, gets comfortable, you know, under our roof, goes to sleep. And I, in my memory, he was gone when I woke up in the morning. Um, and he but his stuff was still there so he left I'm pissed off he didn't say anything to anyone he didn't thank anybody for anything and you know we were feeding him while he was there too so he just really completely took advantage so I remember he left and I think he he started calling me like wanting to get his stuff back and I think I was like blowing him off and I don't know where he went I mean he's homeless and moneyless penniless <laughs> you know so I don't know where he went but he was gone for a few hours I believe and I think I finally answered the phone and you know told him he can come get his crap and I think I put it outside for him to grab and that was the end of that you know and, and I don't even remember what I told my mom and grandma they probably I, I really that's all a blur but I just remember he left and it was just like just another negative thing in our saga um, among so many other things. But those two stories just really stick out. So just think about the, the person that I just described. He popped back up again talking about oh you have a podcast oh wow blah 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 like that's cool you're checking in on me whatever you know yeah my podcast is awesome you know that's all right we're not gonna be chummy or anything I have no ill feelings but it's just so funny that again inside of this blue point of my life <laughs> he's popping back up you know amongst the guy with the girlfriend and the American Idol singer so it's just like what is my life you know but I think that's just how it goes. Like you're at a high point, you know, things are going well for you. And then, you know, the crabs in the bottom of the barrel start reaching for your legs. And 
and you just got to pull yourself out of that before you get pulled back under. So, uh, man, this is so cathartic. I love this podcast. <laughs> hey, guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now, there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.